The Tefl Commute. Season 8, Episode 5, Stereotypes, in which Lindsay and I probably spend most of the time trying not to fall into cliché. Off we go. Hey, Sean. Hi, Lindsay. How's it going? Yeah, not too bad. How's yourself? Oh, fine. What are you up to right now? Oh, well, drinking tea. Uh, yes. Staring at a picture of the Queen. Uh, looking yes. Looking at the rain falling down and wearing my finest Union Jack clothing. How's that? Uh, and, and, a bo- and a bowler hat, too, I hope. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I forgot about the bowler hat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want to hear what I'm doing? Go on, then. What are you doing? Yeah, I've just finished uh, chopping some wood. I've got my lumberjack shirt on. I've got a. I've got some pancakes, and I've just sprinkled some maple syrup on them. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do that in my house where the door is not locked, and um, it's minus forty five degrees outside. Only minus forty five. <laughs> only minus. It's pretty warm today. It's only minus forty five. All right, everybody. Yeah, that that was our feeble attempt at a, at a jokey intro. <laughs> to our episode today which is about stereotypes i, I was intrigued because i wondered if you were going to go for a spanish because obviously i know you're canadian but you, you live in space so i would i wonder what i wonder where you were going to live when you said that i was i don't know no, no I, I situated myself in canada <laughs> not not uh eating some tapas and watching some flamenco dancing on a little plaza in spain where which is where i live now oh. um Coming back to our introduction, this is the Tefl Commute. It's a, we're a podcast uh, for language teachers. We're not always about language teaching, but the topic seems to always come up. Um, my name is Lindsay Clanfield. And I'm Sean Wilden. Yeah, welcome, everyone. As we always say, as Lindsay said, it is a podcast where the subject of teaching might come up. And this is one of the ones where it kind of comes up but in an odd kind of way because we're looking at stereotypes, yeah? We're, well, I think I think we're, what we're going to do is we're going to take a... Uh, stereotypes can be like a really heavy topic yeah. and uh, can be quite an emotional topic. Um, we wanted to start kind of lightheartedly by, uh, on safer ground, let's say, by talking about stereotypes about teachers. Stereotypes at the wider... Uh, public might have about teachers from movies, from uh, popular culture and so on, and talk a little bit about those. Uh, These are an area that we've talked about before on the podcast, so we quite enjoy that. I think then we want to talk about other stereotypical things that teachers maybe do, wear, say, uh, before moving into stereotypes of other things in our profession, like throughout our materials that we teach with in classes and, and way that we teach topics, and maybe stereotypes that we as teachers have about our learners. Does that sound doable? Yeah, it sounds like a lot. Let's see where we go. So I, I think you, you should kick off because you, you, two of your favourite things combined together, don't they? That's teaching and film. So uh, should, should, we, should we begin there? All right. Well, so let's, I, we've talked about this before uh, a few seasons ago where we did an episode on teachers and films. But what I find interesting is the depiction of teachers and films kind of gets out a whole bunch of stereotypes that we have about teachers, certainly in the in north america in western europe in britain these are stereotypes of 
of teachers and, and they kind of like just like Jung's archetypes of people I think there are stereotypical different kinds of teachers and, and I wanted to go through a few of them and and see what you uh if you recognize any of them we've also done an episode on uh, one particular teacher as guest we remember, right was that right back in season one yeah I presume that we're gonna their poet society will raise its head at, at some point in this well, let's let's talk about let's talk about the first two kinds of stereotypical teachers in film and popular culture. I think one um, we've we've discussed before, but uh, and you just touched on is is the idea of the savior of the teaching profession, the person who's doing this like completely selflessly, uh, inspiring students, um, takes any class, any student, no matter how challenging, no resources, and makes miracles happen. You know, literally <laughs> forges the student from a difficult situation and, and kind of, you know, sees, sees the potential. And obviously, John Keating from Dead Poet Society is this. Can you think of any others? Uh, it's hard to get past uh, John Keating, is it? Is yeah. It? There's, uh, I was, oh, I forgot the woman. A gangster's Paradise comes from. Dangerous Minds. Yeah, Dangerous Minds. Uh, that's it. Yeah, Dangerous Minds is the film and the actress, oh. Yeah, I see. I'm we should have gone down that route, shouldn't we? Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle oh, Pfeiffer. Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer is the one. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, I think that like there are several others. I think Julie Roberts did it in Mona Lisa Smile. There, like these kinds of teachers also tend to be quite rebellious. They also seem to be able to like. The, the, this is uh, I, someone wrote. This is the stereotype of the teacher that society wants us to be. Yeah. Right. They think that all teachers should be this. But they're often the counter type to that. The counter stereotype to that is that, and usually in the same film, is the naysayer stereotypical teacher. It's like the one who's like, who gets angry at the savior teacher. Right. Who's like, you can't do that. We have norms. We have rules. You know, this is the, this is the stereotype teacher in Pink Floyd's, um, we don't need no education, another brick in the wall, isn't it? You know, you, you can't, you can't eat your pudding if you don't have any meat. That kind of stereotype. Right. Kind of almost like the jaded kind of teacher that's been doing the job too long and wants to do it in the kind of, in that way. Probably, that way. you know, they don't want to rock the boat. You know, they're, they're, con they're constantly kind of looking at the other, the teacher who's, who's shaking things up and shaking their head and saying, you know, you just don't understand the system and so on. They're not strong enough. It's, it's funny. I'm just thinking of the savior teacher, the teacher thought website actually calls that category stereotype. They, they, they call it the, oh, captain, my captain stereotype, which is exactly with the same thing, you know, the John Keating stereotype, the inspirational teacher is, as you said, the naysayers. We always need a naysayer here and there, the grumpy old teacher. Another one that I quite like is the idea, the stereotype of the joker teacher. So is, is is that like with the wicked painted on smile or white face and mad hair? Yeah, no, this is no, no, it is not. It is not the Batman Joker teacher. This yeah. is the teacher who yeah. is, who is just, they're, they're, they're cool. They're funny. They do different things. They're like Jack Black in School of Rock. They're like the kind of like the, the, the nerdy teacher, but who's really cool and does like, but, but jokes around and you don't take them seriously until all of a sudden they have like this one key moment where they kind of, connect with a student um, but they're cool they're quirky they teach life lessons and in this stereotype of a teacher like report cards don't exist neither do concerned parents assessments don't don't kind of bother them they can just kind of do all these crazy things so the rebel teacher to a certain extent the rebel teacher and then the final stereotypical teacher and i thought this was interesting i hadn't thought about this and we hadn't touched on this is the teacher who is there as a last resort like this is a teacher who has failed and everything else and the stereotype is that teaching is the last 
stop. Like you can't do anything else. They may come to work drunk. They barely teach. They're just kind of abusive. They're bad teachers because they should be doing something else, but they failed at everything else. And so... Isn't that kind of like the aphorism, those that can do, those that can't teach? Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And I think one of the interesting ones I thought, and I never thought about this, but it is interesting, the stereotype of someone who's a teacher is because they have sort of failed at something else. And they say the most recent one in popular culture would be Walter White from Breaking Bad. So right. Walter White is a brilliant chemist. And he's and in and, and, and Breaking Bad, you, you, you slowly realize that he had an amazing future ahead of him. He was supposed to be starting this business and, 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 and solving the world's problems and was just absolutely brilliant. But it all went wrong. And then he crashed out of it and ended up becoming a chemistry teacher. And um, and that's sort of this this tragic element of, of being a teacher. So this kind of stereotype that, that sort of says anyone can teach, you know, and if you end up doing that, it's because it's because everything else has kind of gone wrong. I think it's an interesting parallel to some of the people I've met in ELT on that one. But, uh, <laughs> oh, you've met your share of Walter White's in the ELT yeah, world. Yeah, well, no, I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking more of the, the category itself. Those kind of categories come out of films i went down a different direction i was looking at what teachers say about teachers uh, so we've got the inspirational teacher as you said and the naysayer i think possibly the category that, that, that i found in the article was the faded star so there's a kind of idea that you know that they've they've you know they used to be the thing but now they're falling into this naysayer routine kind of thing oh you mean like this is the the stereotype like i used to be just like you when i started yeah yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, it, but the opposite i think the kind of the balance of, of the inspirational and then there's some that i kind of kind of see that the, there's the too busy to breathe teacher you know that's kind of everything is a oh uh, wow oh yeah oh i i think oh, we've met those i've met those kind of teachers yeah. like, like papers are flying out from their arms as they're just like running from class to class and they're like you know i've marked our 150 essays last night i don't kind of think they they fold they kind of morph into the career teacher <laughs> it's as a teacher like i need more coffee oh my gosh i've got to submit all of this paperwork and yeah they're always way busier than you are and i think i just because I've, I've met these people both as a student and, and, and as a teacher I maybe fall into one of the categories myself at time from time to time but the other ones identified as stereotypes by a the teaching profession are the overzealous homework setter which is balanced by the marking shirker so so the teacher that they, they wants to set homework everywhere balanced by the person who sets lots of homework but never returns it you know? <laughs> oh right okay oh that's a stereotypical thing for teachers to do i guess the point now the, the, the question now is which are you <laughs> which stereotype would you be well i'm going to suggest we take a short break and come back to that very question because let's talk about things stereotypical things that teachers do shall we okie dokie okay so we've been talking about stereotypes of teachers in film and in popular culture and also stereotypes that teachers have of other teachers and that students may have of teachers and i thought that was bringing us down into the realm of stereotypical behavior things that teachers do you know that kind of stuff that you would see on a website you know you're a teacher when <laughs> when you're on your hundredth cup of coffee for the day <laughs> well let me ask you some questions and you uh you tell me if you think you do these things or not okay go on, yeah all right okay so sean do you ever wear jackets, tweed jackets with patches on the elbows? 
Uh, not with patches on the elbows, because <laughs> I tend to, uh, try to eschew that kind of wear because it falls into the stereotype of teacher. I do own a tweed jacket, which I occasionally wear to, to, uh, when, I, when I'm off to university to teach, but there are no patches on the sleeves. <laughs> no. Well, actually, I do, in fact, have a... Do you? I have a, I have a jacket. It was like, it went into fashion suddenly in Spain for a while. These, this kind of this dark blue jacket, which had these nice leather patches on the sleeve. So it was kind of like a classier oh, version of it. Don't tell me you've, you've got a pair of cords as well, a bit of corduroy trousers. Oh, and at the time, I did wear the brown cords with it. Like, I, oh, I, I went there. Clinton. I went there, Sean. It was... <laughs> Destroy your reputation now. Oh, yeah, no. I, I, I still have it, Um, which I kind of wear when I'm making a point about something in a talk of being a, a stereotypical teacher or whatever oh i so need you to wear that next time you next time i see you do a presentation that would be so funny okay here's another question do you stereotypically call out the attendance in a monotone type voice at the beginning of no, a class no i never ta- i never never call out attendance i either get the students to tick the register themselves to do the register themselves or i do it surreptitiously i no i think it's a waste of time calling it out Oh no, I don't do I don't do it either. Or I do a kind of game thing with it. I've done game type things with it, where I will call out attendance by spelling their names really quickly. Ah, right, yeah, yeah. I'm reminded um, of when I was at school because obviously we're my lad at school now. He came back the other day to learn having done French numbers because that's the and I think that's a very that's a stereotype in a way. You know that in, in the in the state classroom, the, the register's done by calling out your number in a different language, and you learn like what you learn a number in so many different languages. Because oh, the, I see. The, yeah, but I, that kind of reminded me of being at school uh, with it. So, but no, I don't do uh, don't do the the name thing. Here's another one: Do you perch kind of on the edge of the desk at the front of the class to make yourself seem a bit more approachable and slash young slash cool? Uh, I move the desk to the side of the room so it's not a barrier in the way of the students. But do you sit? <laughs> do you perch on the edge of it? Is the no, question. no, 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 no. If, I, if anything, I would have a chair and sit on the chair. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare sit on a desk for fear of it collapsing under my. Walls. Oh right, yes. But there is, you know, what I'm getting at, and I don't know if it's. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's probably a man thing. Like it's probably a man spreading thing, isn't it? Uh, yeah, if I think about room, it, yeah. it is. The yeah. other things could be either. But that one seems to me is a stereotypical. I had an English teacher who was like that, Mr. Reed, and he would sit on he'll he'd probably be so upset for me to kind of remember him as this because he was a really cool teacher he was the youngest one at, at our high school so everyone thought he was great but he would kind of perch on the edge of the desk it was so cool that he wouldn't be sitting behind the desk and but it was such a stereotypical thing later on i thought in life i sometimes question am i trying to be cool by because because i ended up talking about games with my students you know so i think in the topics i choose that might be stereotypically becoming like the mate with the students uh, uh with it i don't sit on the edge of desks um i probably did when i was younger and younger and lighter <laughs> as a teacher <laughs> i mean here are here are um here are some other ones i, I think of of other things this is uh you know you're a teacher one remember i told you there was a whole bunch yeah, of yeah. these i've just found a whole bunch of gifts on this so um how about how about i uh, i'll just test you on some of these you use a teacher voice randomly with friends and family yes oh well, do that one my yeah 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 definitely um, you get the urge to redirect misbehaving kids in public. <laughs> no, 
Oh yeah, I wouldn't for fear. I mean, if that's for fear of lawsuits here. I wouldn't go anywhere near that. Yes, yes. I don't know. This one is a stereotypical English teacher. I'm not. I'm not sure. You get seriously annoyed when you see the incorrect use of pronouns or apostrophes on its all over the internet. Yeah, my my sister. When I first became in the first years, I was a teacher. My sister refused to email with me because I used to correct her emails and send them back to. Her. Oh no! All right. What about yeah. the? Oh, these ones are good. You have trouble coming up with the names for your own baby because of past students who haunt your memories. Ah, oh, no, that's not, never been an issue. No, no, no. <laughs> that was an issue with me. There was a couple where it's like, oh, really? oh no, we can't, can't call, can't call him that, can't call her that. So your wife whatever. was like, we want to call the baby this. He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this one is nice. You have $50 or 50 euros in your 50 pounds in your bank account, but you'll buy a set of new dry erase markers before you pay your other bills. Mm, probably true. Yeah. I do like, I, I mean, I do use the uh, excuse of being a teacher to buy a whole manner of things. And you do it the same way with games. You use it as a, it's like, oh, I'm going to look at this game. And, and, you know, and then it's kind of this idea of, oh, I can use this for teaching and this idea of everything teaching first. So, I, in, so yes, I would say that that would be me. And then the uh, final one, I suppose, is you would have one of those dreams that you've gone to class in your pajamas and you realize that you're teaching in your pajamas or your underwear um have you did have you done that Does oh i've had that no i've had that dream i've definitely okay. had that dream i think it's a stereo it's a total it's a stereotype of the teacher dream but i've had it I've dreamt so. of, i mean i've dreamt of costumes and stuff like that i'm not sure i've ever dreamt of myself in my pajamas it, <laughs> me it was never naked it was oh, in my God. pajamas like actually kind of like getting getting my things out of my pigeonhole colleagues saying hi to me hey Lindsay, how's it going and me saying hi and, and and not being a lot of people in the staff room and suddenly looking down and saying oh my gosh i forgot i'm i'm still wearing the pajamas and i i have to go into class and yeah that was that was wow. that was a dream yeah it's turning into a podcast of revelations yeah shall we move on we're not painting ourselves very perhaps positively here and we're just opening ourselves up for people taking the michael a little when we when we see them next face to face so perhaps let's change the topic a little bit yes all right so we're back couple of other things I wanted to ask you about uh, stereotypes and I didn't want to go too deep into this because at the moment we've been just lightheartedly talking about stereotypes of teachers and things that teachers do that are stereotypes. What about stereotypes that we have that, that we engage in as teachers or uh, either ourselves or via our, our classes or our material? I mean, I know this has been written about endlessly the kind of stereotypes mm. in our course books and stuff like that um you were doing a little bit of looking around on this and i have things to say about this what what, what do you think do you think that uh english teachers are guilty of peddling or buying into stereotypes and teaching their students stereotypes about the world or people in the world yes i think we are i think we're more aware of it perhaps than we have been for a while but yes we are we're still in you do we do we do agree i would definitely agree i have to coin a term that's being used by the kids today i think teachers are becoming more woke to that uh than let's say 10 years ago but uh, and certainly the material is becoming that as well but still i still think there are stereotypes that get kind of pushed out via our, our materials or the way that we we, we talk about things 
Yeah, and I think I mean this. We it's it's come up in various other episodes that we've done in in, in the LTO profession. Part I mean part of it is the generic nature of, of course books. For one, I think we were talking before the podcast about the use of stock images, which I think inadvertently pushed that out uh, with it. And of course, this the the fear of of offending anyone attitude that's often taken within material. Well, within I think material. there are two there are two ways that the, the the stereotypes go. I think there. I mean, in the past, I think teaching materials might have included stereotypes about other countries sort of uh almost for our humorous effect you know sort of like latin americans dancing in the streets or mexicans or brazilians just dancing or like the stereotypical image of mexico day of the dead and someone with a big hat or a stereotypical image of spanish person flamenco dancer or whatever a stereotypical image of you know, d- different different nationalities in that way. Um, there's also been, of course, the stereotypical images of uh, Britain and the British and American and Americans, although I'd say more of Britain and the British that are less so now. Uh, I think less so, but it's still, I mean, it still riles me that you see that the British drink tea and you think, well, come on, let's break. They don't actually. Statistically, they drink more coffee for starters. But it's still, I started teaching many years ago as I taught before, and that, that, that kind of stereotype still persists. And I think there are also stereotypes that teachers themselves, especially if you are a British, North American, Australian, whatever, teacher teaching abroad in a different country with a very different culture, um, there's a tendency to stereotype the good aspects of your own culture as well, mm. sort of in the sense, well, I heard one when I was watching that one teacher and it was just made me cringe, but he said it was in Spain. He said, in England, we have something called cues. <laughs> and he went to discuss, <laughs> yeah, people stand in line in England and wait their turn for things. But there was no sense of irony or anything like that. No, he was literally no. kind of like, you know, really, and, and there's sort of this double-edged stereotype, one stereotyping the English, but two sort of stereotyping is like, you know, like, I, I'm going to bring you a bit of, you know, um, you know, I'm going to bring you a bit of civilization here that kind yes. of that kind of serious my, my job is to teach you english and the empire you know? yeah well exactly it's, you know well, i'll teach you this and 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 uh and how polite we are and how and how interesting we are about this and or 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 sort of like oh yeah no we are i mean canadians will do it as well like you know yeah we, because we're also terribly polite and we're also etc you know so we'll engage in that sort of well you know the, the national sport of the canadian is you know we're we're the not the stereotypical american so we become our stereotype is anything that's not American, that's what we are. Anything but American. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, it is true. There are a number of stereotypes uh, that, that really haven't been broken down in, in course books, particularly. And one of that would be a particular gender stereotype. You know, that, that, you know I was just, I was saying to you that I, I got very interested in, and this is perhaps some, once, you, once you start uh, knowing these questions, you end up looking at material with it. There's some re- there was some research done in 2010 on uh which seems a long while ago but the, the research itself is really interesting i'll post a link to the paper which, which is open source about not that it's male and female in the book but actually things like where they were looking where they were stood how active they were and, and those kind of things and they bought this research boiled it down to five questions in an image in a course book who is the active image who is looking at whom where is the gaze going what is what are the clothes that they're being worn and kind of what what space as in like workspace home space is is the gender being presented in it was really fascinating to 
well, maybe I just like reading research, but really fascinating the idea that in a lot of pictures, the close-up is perhaps on the male gaze, not the female gaze. And also th- there is a well-known course book where, where statistically the man is shown as being, when they do the whole thing, four times more active within the whole book than, uh, than the female. Once you start thinking... We were, t- we, we were talking the stereotype, and I think on a level we often talk about stereotypes. But when you get a little bit deeper and, and start looking at the research about it, I find it really fascinating at how uh, how much how pervasive perhaps it is within within our material. No, definitely true. I mean, and I think that you do see. I mean, you don't. I think today you don't find many writers, if you spoke to them, who would be consciously wanting to perpetuate a stereotype. If no, anything, no, not at all. They'll be wanting. This will be the unconscious bias that may be coming out, but the, or things beyond their control, like maybe a selection of images or what images are available or, or so on. But I think there's also the, there's sometimes an attempt to sort of push back on stereotypes and sometimes it can be done uh, better or worse. So for things like in the gendering and stereotypes, you often find, I think, with jobs, with the pictures, like with, you know, teaching job vocabulary, you, tr- you try, there's often an attempt to show more of a balance of genders. And this is also, you know, so, so, so you'll see the female police officer, for example, or the woman firefighter and not, not, not the stereotypical job being that of a man. So I think there are attempts to do it. Sometimes it seems a bit clumsier than others. Yeah, but, but I think it's this, this kind of underlying level as well of going back to what I said in one of those questions, the space and where the, the person is represented. You know, so for example, in, in a course book, they, the of the instances, the male is in the home 10 times, but the female's in the home 22 times. Whereas in the workplace, this is the same book, the male's in the workplace 28 times, where the woman is only in the workplace, the female is uh, 18 times uh, in it. You know, so it's quite interesting. When I've written materials as well, I've thought about this. I, you try and break down the job and the things you were saying, but just actually the, the background and the perception of the background, the the almost implicit stereotyping in the book, I find very interesting. Um, I think the last thing that I wanted to just touch on here uh, before we finish, though, is uh, in terms of stereotyping, we're talking about like stereotypes the public have of us, stereotypes that teachers have of teachers, stereotypes that learners have of teachers, and that our materials have of the way we stereotype genders or nationalities. I think also something that should we should just mention briefly, um, I haven't read any research on it, so I only have anecdotal evidence, but I'm sure you do as well, <laughs> is the stereotypes that teachers have of students, and especially true where the stereotypes begin to come into play with teachers who teach multinational classes. So if you're teaching, especially in uh, Canada, US, Australia, England, where you're teaching those summer courses, where there are lots of different nationalities, I've heard in the past that the staff rooms there tend to have a risk of falling prey to some of the most horrendous amounts of stereotyping about students. And again, you know, we should mention that often a reason a stereotype exists is there's often a grain of truth with it, but you can't kind of generalize to everyone. But I'm thinking of the kind of stereotypes that people make certainly about uh, students from China or from Japan, that they, they never speak in class, that they're always quiet. Uh, stud- uh, and, and then stereotypes that people have, like people from Southern European countries or South American countries. Have you have you encountered some of this as well? Yeah, I think it's the same thing. I mean, it's, like, it's like when I arrived in the when I arrived in the Czech Republic to teach, I was like, oh, the Czechs are so reserved, you know, they won't speak because they're so reserved. It's not true. It's just a perceived stereotype. Yeah, they're not as noisy as say an Italian, but oh, Italians is a good one. I was always the first time a time I did a summer school in the UK warned about the Italians, uh, and that did prove to be slightly true that, that they were a bit raucous. 
Uh, in fact, I was with some Italian teachers recently who would say the same thing. So, so is that what you mean? That kind of idea? Well, yeah, no, it's it is exact. It's exactly that. It's like students here, you know. Oh yeah, be careful of the Italians. Oh, you've got the Argentinians. Okay, you're going to have a good time. Or oh well, yeah, no, well, uh, if you want to have a class party, do it with the Brazilians in the class. You know that that kind of a that kind of a thing it's it's true i mean i'm in a i'm i'm in a non-elt classroom so to speak at the moment at the university and but it's a multinational class i, I guess some of those stereotypes are true it's, there happens to be a, a number of greeks in there and and having lived in greece uh, in the early part of my career it's like the mediterranean noise of the greeks and the so their willingness to be uh, to participate because they are more outgoing and you know they're sat next to um a number of asians who are slightly quieter and almost get swallowed up because of the noise of the greeks making so I think, you know, that kind of stereotype then, yeah. And, but as you say, there's something in it. And it's often because of the, it's not the cultural aspect of it. I mean, that's why intercultural competence is so important, I think, when we when we teach English these days. What's a typical Spanish? Oh, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, the, the, the thing is, is once you start peeling away bits of the onion, it just gets more and more complicated because you can see yeah. the typical Spanish, but then, okay, well, the typical Andalusian oh, from the south of Spain yeah, would be yeah, different yeah, yeah. than the typical person from the north of Spain, the Basque, or the typical Catalan, and so on and so forth. So... I mean, I started teaching in Barcelona and I had been expecting, I suppose I had kind of stereotype images of Spain, which Barcelona didn't conform to at all. I'd write, like to finish with one point, which I think is interesting, which is one of these interesting things that's often talked about stereotypes um, and just enter, it finishes as a story as this kind of just food for thought story. And it's something that's happened to me lots of times. I started teaching in Mexico and I remember in Mexico, of course, what everyone told me is like, okay, in Mexico, um, People are going to be late. They're just going to be late all the time. This is Mexican. You're on Mexican time. You know, like you're. You know, the, the they're always going to be t five, ten minutes late. Sometimes fifteen, twenty minutes mm -hmm. late to class. And sure enough, students were late to class. Okay, so I moved to Spain. Got the same thing. Yeah, uh, in Spain. Yeah, we're sorry, but people here are really late, you know, and so just don't don't be upset if people uh, come late to your class. Then I've given talks in many other countries, and I've started noticing something, Sean. People say this in every country, um, yeah. <laughs> not in England, but I've been in England where people say, oh, yeah, in Birmingham, we're really late. <laughs> you know, so they'll, 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 they won't say about all the English, but they'll say about where they are. Oh, sorry. Here, people are really late. That's interesting. I got I had it in <laughs> Ireland. Someone said, oh, yeah, no, in this part of Ireland, people are often late to class here, etc. And then I had it in the most unbelievable place where I thought I'd never had it. I had it in Germany and in Austria, where they said, the custom here is that people will be late and we call it the academic quarter, which is a 15 minute grace period at the beginning of class to allow for people to arrive wow. late. So they kind of have sub, sub, subsumed it into a, into a, in, into like a, a, a certain way of talking about it. But, but still, so it just goes to show that, you know, some things that we consider so stereotypical, are, are they perhaps universals? Um, being late for class, is that something that everybody does? Perhaps we all view things in a, in in one way, and it's only you know we're lucky enough to travel around, so we we do engage in and see lots of different people, and then and can see that it, it is the same across the world. I think my my sensible serious point is of course that I think uh, we talk, when we talk about stereotypes, and as you said, as you said at the beginning, we're going to try and keep it as lighthearted as possible. But I think um, if stereotypes are, are occurring in the classroom and, and students are labelling and you know and it's stereotypes have become an issue because I think it's easy to walk from stereotype into kind of racism and, and that kind of stuff then i personally would always want to challenge that and we as teachers should kind of avoid stereotyping for fear of labeling so that's my serious point to finish with there you go so <laughs> and i think i think on that point i think 
I think we're good. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Has this been a stereotypical episode? Well, I certainly need another cup of tea, and the rain's still pouring down, so... Well, let's see what our listeners think. If you want to get in touch with us and leave us a note, tell us something about the episode or give us an example of your own encounters with stereotypes as a teacher or a learner or whatever, where can they find us, Sean? They can find us on uh, anywhere that has a good uh, podcast site. So uh, iTunes, Spotify, which I'm always proud about. And they uh, can always check out our website, teflcommute.com. And of course, the Facebook page. They're the main channels that we use, I think, these days. I'm sure our producer will correct us if we're wrong. Right. I'll see you next episode. It's good to be back. I see I see you went away and did an episode without me. But, yes. Uh, yeah. 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 We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that another day. All right. <laughs> Have fun. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you later. Bye. Bye now. As your commute is coming to an end, here's an idea you can take into class. This activity practices adjectives and gives the students speaking practice. Go into class and put the students into groups, giving each group a sheet of paper and some pens. On the board, write the word stereotypes and check the students understand the word. Then give each group five minutes to write down on their paper as many words as they can think of that might be related to the topic. After five minutes, when they are finished, rotate the sheets of paper between groups so that each group works on a new sheet. Have them add any unlisted stereotype adjectives. Rotate every three minutes until every group has worked on every sheet. Once the group gets their paper back, have them decide if the words are positive or negative. This will lead into the first discussion question. Would any of your words be hurtful or unfair when talking about stereotypes. Discuss this, then continue the lesson discussing the following. What are stereotypes and how do they affect people's lives? How can the media help to reduce stereotyping? What do you think an individual can do to help reduce bias and stereotyping? This activity is adapted from discoveryeducation.com. You can find the link on the show notes for this episode on our website. You've been listening to The Tefl Commute, an original podcast produced and presented by Lindsay Clanfield, Sean Wilden and James Taylor. Don't miss out on any episodes by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your podcast player of choice and by visiting us at tefelcommute.com. Commute.com.